if you're a reporter doing a story on sub-Saharan Africa, should you make sure that you get the opinion of a bunch of Hispanics? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So Blockton Reported was talking about uh, NPR. I think they, I think the episode where they talk about it, that's like from a few weeks ago. So National Public Radio, if you don't know, uh, and they do a lot of podcasting too. Anyways, Audie Cornish, if you listen to NPR, you heard that name. I didn't know she wasn't white. I, I assume she's black. I don't know if she's not white. Anyways, she left to go to CNN online or CBS online or something uh, to make more money. And so some of the, you know, the more famous people at CNN, um, Steve Inskeep, Sam Sanders, whatever. I know those people. You probably you probably never heard of Sam Sanders, but he used to do the politics podcast, and he's black. And Inskeep, I think, is white, I guess. Anyways, they went on to Twitter, and they're like, we lost another good non-white person. NPR's racist. And then there's like, you know, a lot of people are like saying, NPR is white supremacist. Um, I mean, this is all ridiculous. NPR is the wokest piece of crap media outlet in the universe. But anyways, uh, you know, you can never be too woke. You can never be too woke. So people are like, NPR is white supremacist. Wait, wait, don't. They're talking about wait, wait, don't tell me. They're like, wait, wait, don't tell me is like listening to the Ku Klux Klan. Now, that wasn't the two NPR guys saying that. But anyways, that was, a, that was one of the themes on Twitter about it. It's just a funny one. But so, like, the racial demographics of NPR is less white than the country, more black than the country, more Asian than the country, and less Hispanic than the country. So, whatever that means exactly, but, you know, it's, uh, whatever. They got plenty of POCs. And by POCs. By Fox. And in the last year of hiring, they hired 78% not white people. So just the idea that they're racist or whatever is ludicrous. And I mentioned this before, uh, Katie Herzog from Blockchain Reporter. This was her, her game that I mentioned, but you, you, know, you turn on NPR in the morning and you lay in bed. And as soon as they mention race, you have to get out of bed. And, you know, usually, you know, you get to lay in bed for, I don't know, maybe 15 seconds if you're lucky. I mean, that was after the George Floyd summer of love. It's not... It's not as bad as that anymore. At least I don't think. The only NPR I listen to is uh, Up First. It's a 15-minute news roundup podcast. And like, whatever. They just talk about COVID in Ukraine right now. So that's all pretty normal stuff, you know? NPR is woke. And being falsely accused of racism. I mean, you know, what else is new for... I mean, you know, that, that's America in a microcosm. What are those things called? Terrariums? Not aquariums. Remember terrariums? That's like a glass jar where you put like dirt and plants and then I think you put a cork on the top and then the, the plants create, I think you have to have bugs too, like the plants create oxygen and the bugs create carbon dioxide or something and like the thing can stay alive with no, uh, nothing but sunlight, no, no outside um, air or water or anything. So anyways, America in a terrarium is, you know, it's just uh, people saying that something's racist when it's the exact opposite. Unless you mean racist against whites. 
But the in interesting thing that Katie was saying, I guess she has, she's, she talked to some people inside, people who work for NPR. Obviously, you keep your head down if you don't go along with the narrative. But, you know, whatever. Not everyone believes the stuff, even though they keep their mouth shut. And apparently, what's going on is, like, NPR gets their money from, you know, those freaking drives, those, not a food drive, whatever, a money drive where they ask for, they beg you for money and you send them money. Well, apparently, the people who listen to NPR and then are the people who send in their money, uh, they are tired of always hearing about race. So that's kind of cool. And then I guess at NPR, you got like two groups of employees, right? You got uh, Gen Xers and older versus all these, uh, is it millennials? Yeah, I forget who's the pieces of crap. I guess it's millennials and Zoomers if they're old enough. But in any case, the older people are like, they want to do normal news that isn't super biased and racist against white people. And all the young people are like, screw that. That's racist. That's the old kind of racist, you racist, racist, racist. And the young people just want to take NPR just crazy to the woke left. And, you know, this is, this is you know, that's, that's what happened in New York Times. I guess this has happened everywhere. I think this has happened at every media outlet. This is why they all went to crap, like all at the same time, was there's all these young people who are in there. They're not, you know, they're not the, they're not, they don't have the seniority. They're not the person in charge of the newsroom. But because, you know, threatening a false accusation of racism will shut anyone up. Basically, the young people, you know, the lunatics are in charge of the asylum. And they're just like, you know, you're in charge of the newsroom, uh, not when a... Someone who's worked there for six months tells you that they're going to call you racist. Now that person is in charge of the newsroom. But yeah, I mean, everything's getting less woke right now. People are coming down. Trump, you know, Trump derangement syndrome and then uh, the George Floyd stuff made everyone absolutely insane. But, you know, those two things are over. We got Biden in the presidency now and uh, people are starting to realize that Black Lives Matter actually causes the murder of black people, not helping anyone. You know, plus a good stat that I just, whatever, that I didn't quite, I was talking about this the other day, but I didn't say it explicitly. But so in 2021, there was four unarmed black people killed by police. And that ain't murders, they're probably all four justified. But anyways, they were unarmed. And this is according to the Washington Post. Someone was saying like, okay, so this is not how they usually are. But if you grab a cop's gun, and start beating the cop over the head with it, you are still unarmed. I mean, if you're white, Hispanic, or whatever, you're still considered unarmed by the Washington Post for their stats. But anyway, so there's four unarmed black civilians shot by police in 2021, and there's 45 million black people in America, so the chance that a black person will be shot by police while unarmed is less than one in a million. I mean, that's a really nice round number, right? It's just, it's just, it's probably like one in 1,250,000, but it just rolls off the tongue very nicely. It's less than one in a million. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are like, that is one in a million, that's racist, that's way too high, we need to go riot and burn down a black neighborhood. Oh, uh, and another thing, yeah, sorry for the rant, another thing they were saying is that, I guess... People are thinking that the people who are being interviewed, like, you know, if you're a news reporter, you go interview people. Um, 
well, that's racist. And so they created a thing where at the end of an interview, I don't know what they do at the beginning. I don't know. Anyways, at the end of the interview, you ask them to tell you what race and gender and, you know, identity politics stuff that they are. And then you go log that into a computer program. And I guess, I don't know, there's probably a monthly check like, oh my God, we've been asking too many Asians about what's going on in Asia or whatever. You get the idea. After these messages, we'll be right back. Twitter handle at Religion of Woke, and thanks for listening.